Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. For part three of NFL Top 100, I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. As Jermaine said, welcome back. This is obviously part three of a four-part episode. If you missed parts one and parts two in which we covered 100 to 51, go back, take a listen to them, or don't. You're an American. You figure it out. On this episode, obviously, or this part, part three, we'll be covering numbers 50 through 26. So what Jermaine and I did is we got together, we waded through all the bull crap that's out there in social media and on your TV sets and the the giant Disney puppet company that shall not be named, and we created our own NFL Top 100 list. If you've been listening through Parts 1 and Parts 2, you probably have some strong opinions that we may have already heard about. Uh, and... Uh, Without further ado, Jermaine, would you like to give the people our uh, part three trivia question? Absolutely. But before we get to that, just to touch bases on it one more time, this is based on performances in 2019-2020 season. Not name value. So here's looking at you, Alex Smith. You didn't make the list. I'm sorry. Nothing personal. Today's trivia question brought to you by Nick is... How many times has a non-QB been named number one on the NFL Top 100 list? Bonus, name them. Stay tuned for the end. We'll give you the answer. That's right. And without further ado, let's kick it off. With number 50 on our list, Los Angeles Chargers. I always have to pause when I say Los Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen obviously made the all pro team last year as a wide receiver. 
was third in the NFL in receptions, was sixth in the NFL in receiving yards. He was one yard away from having a 1,200-yard season, caught 104 passes, and uh, yards per touch, which follows in, which, which includes all yards from scrimmage. He was third in the NFL last year, third in the NFL in yards per touch, Keenan Allen. He also posted a uh, above 80 pro football focus grade uh, and, excuse me, six touchdowns and around 74 <coughs> yards per game. Jesus, I'm choking. Um, basically, I, what can you say about Keenan Allen? He's, he's been that guy in San Diego that Philip Rivers has depended on for a lot of years, uh, and now Tyrod Taylor will depend on him this year. But a really a freak athlete that is, I think, just outside that group of elite wide receivers uh, in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Well, he thinks he's inside that group, but you know, I guess he, in order to be the best, you have to think that. So, good thing you don't have to say Los Angeles Chargers very often on this list, since you have to pause. Good thing. Also, uh, don't die until after we're finished recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to. <laughs> So coming in at number 49 is another quarterback. He's actually the fifth off our list, and his name is none other than Drew Brees. He had the highest pro football focus grade despite only playing 11 games last season. He came in with a 91.4, which is higher than Lamar Jackson, which is kind of shocking actually. And his pro football reference added value is 11, much, much lower than Lamar Jackson. Hence why we use both numbers. So he had 378 attempts with 281 completions, and it was 74.3 completion percentage. I did say that Kirk Cousins uh, led in completion percentage, but Cousins played a complete season, so I give him the nod. Brees had 2,979 yards, 27 touchdowns, and four interceptions for a 6.75 touchdown-to-interception ratio. I mean, what's not to love about this? The dude is 41 years old now, and he continues to play at a high, high level despite some diminishing returns on his athleticism and his arm strength, but it's all sharp in the shed. He is the, he is the sharpest crayon in the box, and he gets the job done. Yeah, you have to consider if Drew Brees was uh, healthy for all 16 games, these, I mean, his stats, he, he would have shot up this list. I mean, he probably would have been one of the, probably the top, he probably would have been the number three quarterback on our list if if he would have sustained the play over 16 games, but he was out for five games. But yeah, still good enough for top 50. St- good enough for government work. As we love to do on this podcast, we like to do runs of certain positions. This next guy, uh, obviously that was kind of a precursor, was last year fourth in the NFL in passes completed, ninth in the NFL in passing yards with a little bit over 4,000, threw 27 touchdown passes, good enough for fifth or yeah, fifth in the NFL. Uh, also had four game-winning drives last year, two of them being comebacks to win the game. That man, of course, is Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. In episode one and episode two, we mentioned him a little bit, basically playing with uh, Vincent Papali 
and Jermaine and myself at wide receiver and Nelson Aguilar, who's basically Jermaine or myself, uh, except he's faster. Um, the fact that he was able to stay healthy in a year, he was finally healthy. We saw what he could do when he was finally healthy. And then he was hit with all these injuries. It's really sad, but they still made the playoffs. Imagine what they can do. We've mentioned their offensive linemen. We've mentioned a couple of Eagles players already on this podcast, but Carson Wentz is the leader of all those players. He's the best player on the Philadelphia Eagles. And without them, he's, he's the sink or swim guy for them. And for a team that made the playoffs and you're the sink or swim guy, you're probably going to make the NFL top 100 list. Absolutely. Everything Nick said, although he did get hurt in the playoff game on a dirty hit, though. <laughs> yeah, they probably I mean, they probably would have won that playoff game if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, they should have thrown a flag on that hit, too. That's that was some shady stuff. But uh, Carson Wentz, um, your luck is not improving this year because the Eagles are probably the most hurt team in in uh, preseason right now and, and the offseason camps. So good luck again, my friend. You've got your work cut out. Coming in at number 47, 47. Is, is another running back off the list. None other than Saquads Barkley himself. So Saquon also – uh, suffered an injury last year. Uh, I believe it was a high ankle sprain. Missed about three games total. I think it was four weeks with a bye week. Came back and was still able to ball out. He had a 72.2 pro football focus grade with a nine added value. 217 totes, 1,003 yards, six touchdowns rushing, 4.6 yards per carry, 77.2 yards per game, 52 catches on 73 targets, 438 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns for a man playing on a bum wheel, which is super important for the running back position. Uh, I mean, it's enough said Uh, he gets stocked a little for obvious reasons because he was hurt and didn't perform up to the standard of say a top 20 player, but he's still good enough to rank in at 47 on this list or the standard that we know he can play at. Yeah, exactly. He set such a high uh, ceiling that those numbers are a letdown, and he was still, he's still, what, the sixth best running back on our list? Exactly. <laughs> so, moving on, number 46, 46 is uh, Dallas, is one of the reasons that uh, a couple of the guys further up have had, or a, a lot of the guys on this list on his team have had have enjoyed uh, a large amount of success. That's obviously Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman, Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith that I'm talking about. Uh, He has been on the NFL top 100 list since 2014. This is obviously the NFL network one. Seven years in a row that he's been on this list. Uh, A little bit of an off year last year. I believe he was hurt a little bit. an average pro football focus grade only played 822 snaps or 882 snaps allowed eight penalties. That's the third highest among offensive linemen on our list, but only one sack in those, uh, in, in those ones. He is, like I said, a stalwart on that Dallas Cowboys line and the leader of the Dallas Cowboys line that has enabled Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott to uh, have the great performances that they've that they've enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. 
that dude's gonna is just an anchor on this list all the time. Just continues to turn in clutch performance after clutch performance. So coming in at number forty-five, we've got another hog molly on the defensive end. His name is DeForest Buckner, formerly of the 49ers, now of the Indianapolis Colts. He had a seventy-eight point eight pro football focus grade, but that's probably because of the multiple positions they asked him to play at defensive tackle. And he probably didn't play a high snap count because he was on that 49ers um, front seven. That's just absolutely uh, massive rotational. Yeah. So he had a 15 added value, which was uh, tied for second amongst added value defensive linemen. He had zero interceptions, two pass defense, two forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, one touchdown, seven and a half sacks, 62 combined tackles, 34 solo, nine tackles for loss, 14 quarterback hits, and absolute line destroyer. He erases lines, moves it back a little bit closer to the quarterback's feet, makes them nervous, knocks them over, (laughs) and causes absolute mayhem up front. And the Colts are happy to have him. And I'm sure he's happy to be on this list. Yeah, I'm sure sure he's happy to be on our (laughs) list as an avid listener of the podcast. Number 44 is uh, who some think is the best all-around linebacker in football. I don't know if I have an argument for him for best all-around linebacker. Uh, I would put uh, Darius Leonard in the conversation, but obviously since we've already mentioned Darius Leonard, we I, I don't think that he's better than Darius Leonard. That's obviously Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. Uh, he has been on the top the NFL Top 100 list the last four years. Or sorry, the last three years. He has been on it four years in total, getting better each year. Made the All-Pro team last year. Led the NFL in combined tackles with 159 last year. He also has the highest, uh, tied for second highest uh, added value uh, in the linebacker position. One interception, six pass defended, one forced fumble, three sacks, uh, 86 solo tackles. This is a guy, like I said, this is, he's a better Darius Leonard. He's a guy that we called that line sweeper. The guy that can be a linebacker, but can be a coverage linebacker, a rush linebacker, an all down linebacker. And that's why Mr. Wagner finds himself so high in our list and the highest ranked all around linebacker on our list at number 44. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he picks skins well. Yeah, he picks skins definitely well. Coming in at number 43, we've got another defensive back, also from the Baltimore Ravens, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams. None other than. Marcus, come get your hot gumbo, Peters. He had an 83.2 pro football focus grade and a 21 added value. He is tied for the lead amongst cornerbacks with a player to be named later. He had five interceptions, three touchdowns. That's right, three touchdowns. 14 pass defenses, zero force fumbles, zero sacks, 53 combined tackles, and 40 solo. I mean, anytime a player adds three touchdowns by himself, I mean, obviously he plays part of the defense, so it's not by himself, but he had three touchdowns to his name. It's self-explanatory why he comes in at 43. 
And uh, I mean, I don't really have to say anymore other than I'm no. not, not a fan. You don't have to. Number 42 is Harrison J. Smith, a.k.a. the Heartbreak Kid, a.k.a. the anchor of Minnesota's secondary, Minnesota Vikings free safety, obviously. Um, although he was, uh, he missed the action, he missed the uh, main all pro list. He was named in other magazines, Pro Football Focus's second team all pro safety. He didn't make the actual all pro uh, associated press list, but he has made it once before five Pro Bowls, obviously. The thing that sticks out about Harrison Smith is he is the second highest rated safety for Pro Football Focus. Uh, he has. 15 passes defended, which speaks uh, both to his play. Or sorry, he has 11 passes defended, which speaks uh, both to his play and the Vikings cornerback play. Uh, Three interceptions, three forced fumbles, most among safeties, one sack. He is uh, that, you know, he's he's that mold that we talk about. And then obviously Jermaine and I love it, love in the top 100, that line sweeper safety archetype, the guy that can do everything and be everywhere where you need him to be. So number 42, Harrison Smith. Swiss Army Knife himself. He's getting a little older, so he gets a little exposed in coverage sometimes, but that's probably because they ask him to play so close to scrimmage. Coming in at number 41, we've got another wide receiver off the board, a fellow NFC North compatriot to Harrison Smith, although arch rival and frequent opposition, Devontae Adams. He had a pro football focus grade of 83.5 and nine added value. He had 83 catches, 997 yards, five touchdowns, 12 yards per reception and 83.1 yards per game. Adams even missed some time last year and still almost hit the century mark. Bald. (laughs) Just absolutely Aaron Rodgers' favorite target. The dude is such a savage route runner. He snatches ankles from defenders constantly. And that is what snatched him, the number 41 spot on this list. And... Uh, number 40, his fellow teammate uh, picks up running back Aaron Jones. Picks up. You tell Mr. Mr. Aaron Jones, obviously uh, a great running back for the Green Bay Packers, really kind of took that step forward last year. Kind of kind of felt like uh, in previous years, maybe he hadn't been given the uh, keys to the kingdom by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, last year, they last year they basically said, "Here, young man, uh, eat." And he ate to the tune of uh, over 263 touches. He over a thousand yards, 16 touchdowns, and 4.6 yards per carry. Those 16 touchdowns led the league uh, among all uh, those rushing touchdowns. Led the league. He also added three receiving touchdowns, meaning in total touchdowns of 19, he led the NFL in that too. Um, Unfortunately, did not make an all-pro team. It's kind of just there was. There's you'll see as we go onto this list. There's a little bit better running backs than him, but he is a dominant running back, and you know, a a key part of of that uh, Green Bay Packers offense, especially as Aaron Rodgers gets uh, older. Absolutely free, Aaron Jones. Stop dicking around, Green Bay. Give the man the rock. He proved you he can do it. Free Aaron Give Jones. Him the rock. Do it. Do it now. Fellow El Paso scribe, Aaron Jones. 
And we're still continuing this run on NFC North products. Coming in at number 39 is another D lineman. Uh, actually, I misspoke. He is an outside linebacker. Pass, Edge rusher. Pass rusher extraordinaire. Khalil Mack. 86.2 pro football focus grade. That comes in at the fifth highest among linebackers. He is 11 added value, zero interceptions, four pass defense, five forced fumbles, eight and a half sacks, 47 combined tackles, 40 solo tackles, eight tackles for loss, and 14 quarterback hits. On an off year. On a down season. When his nose tackle got hurt and his defensive tackle got hurt and his offense couldn't stay on the field and he was seeing triple teams, Khalil Mack still produced. That's why he's on this list. I mean, you don't really have to say much more than that. I mean, just look at the trade package that was given up for him and you'll understand why Khalil Mack is number 39 on this list, just inside the top 40. Number 38 hails from the same division that Khalil Mack does. He is plays the same position that Khalil Mack does. But like we said, Khalil Mack was on an off year. And Green Bay Packers edge rusher Zadarius Smith was not on an off year. Zadarius Smith, uh, by the way, where was that? Oh, we have him as a linebacker. Zadarius Smith, we'll call him a we'll call him an outside linebacker edge rusher, right? They got me there. The, the uh, our, our little chart here got me. He has the second highest uh, pro football focus grade, the second highest, third highest, excuse me, added value to the Green Bay Packers. Man had 13 and a half sacks. He had 17 tackles for a loss. That leads all linebackers. And he had 37 quarterback hits. That leads all linebackers. He also had or his tack his tackles for a loss was fourth in the NFL and his sacks was six in the NFL. That's for a linebacker. Not a defensive line, not an edge rusher that Zadarius Smith obviously continue to ball. Keep it up, young man. Yeah, the uh the old outside linebacker trickaroo got us both. That's right, got us. So if Khalil Mack had an off season, would you say Zadarius Smith had an on season? I would say he was uh, he had a, a season on fleek. Do the kids say that anymore? <laughs> the hip ones, at least. It was lit. <laughs> Fire. So coming in at number 37, we've got another secondary player, a safety to be specific, hailing from the Mile High City. His name is Real Justin. Three. Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons had the highest pro football focus grade for a safety. And he was the second highest safety for combined tackles. Uh, He was also tied for second for most solo tackles, only behind Buda Baker. Highest paid safety in the league. No big deal. Justin Simmons got franchise tag this offseason, had an added value of 11 Four interceptions, 15 pass defenses, and 93 combined and 65 solo. Uh, Yeah, 
in a simulated version of football, he helped the Browns win a Super Bowl. So he has a special <laughs> he has a special place in my heart as a truly phenomenal free safety who's about to get paid, and it might not be by the Broncos, but he's still going to cash in. Congratulations, young man, on the thirty seventh spot. Hopefully, he goes to a winning team, or the Broncos become a winning team. At number thirty six, starting a little bit of a run of offensive players is where we start to move into that kind of elite cowbell back territory. I'm talking, of course, Minnesota Vikings, bell, bell cow running back, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook last year is uh, had an 81, just above an 81 pro football focus grade, the second highest added value of any running back, which speaks to his his impact on that uh, Minnesota Vikings defense like or offense. Like Jermaine said, the Minnesota Vikings offense was hand him the ball and get out of the way. He touched the ball 250 times, ran for 11,035 yards and 13 touchdowns. By the way, that's 81.1 yards per game and 4.5 five yards per carry he caught the ball 53 times for 519 yards no touchdowns though so he wasn't a very big red zone threat he was the offensive player of the week uh in week 10 for the nfc uh fourth in the nfl in rushing yards uh he had a uh touchdown of 75 yards last year if you guys remember that it was the seventh longest play from scrimmage in the nfl um an all-around back who I think really – a lot of these people in the top 100 for us are kind of just are, – are hitting that stride this year. He's that guy that finally took off and will continue to be a huge part of the Minnesota Vikings offense as they continue to hand him the ball. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's pretty good at pigskin well. So coming up right after him at number 35 is fellow running back, and start the debate, please. Who's better? Ezekiel Elliott. Dallas Cowboys fame had a 77 pro football focus grade. And he faded the pro football reference to a tune of 12 added value. He toted the rock for 301 times, 1,357 yards, 12 tutties, four and a half yards per carry, 84.8 yards per game, 54 catches for 420 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, what's not to love? The dude hit another 1,800 yards from scrimmage again. Ezekiel is a true workhorse, and that was a down season. He had his lowest yards per carry. He had his lowest yards per game rushing, and that holdout coming in out of shape a little bit kind of had a slow start to the season. His offensive line was banged up, and the Cowboys were, I mean, despite having 301 rushes, the Cowboys were definitely more pass-heavy. So the script, all that led to a little less usage for Ezekiel Elliott and still the same production. He's just rock solid workhorse territory. He needs to he needs to not go to Cozumel this year and he'll and he'll find his way into the top twenty five. Uh yeah, definitely. Stay away from Cabo, Zeke. So as I've been talking about in my players so far, there's been kind of the guys that have taken that leap. And number 34, Tampa Bay wide receiver Chris Godwin is kind of the shining star, the 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 podium, the winner for this guy that did that. 
Always a guy that we knew was a deep threat, a guy that could catch the ball. He's fast. He's athletic. But this last year, he really took the he really took the ball and ran with it. If you'd excuse the pun, <laughs> the highest pro football focus grade of any wide receiver. He had 86 catches for a, for 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns, uh, and 95.2 yards per game. That those stats. Good enough for third in the NFL receiving yards, fourth in the NFL for receiving touch, touchdowns, and second in the NFL for receiving yards per game. He was also Week's 12 NFC Offensive Player, uh, and this inspired a debate between Jermaine and I, and will inspire a debate between you. Uh, I think he's the best player on his team, but we came to the consensus that he is not. That's a little bit of foreshadowing for this list. But Chris Godwin at number 34. Be interesting to see how he plays this year, Jermaine, now that now that uh, defenses recognize him as a threat. Yeah, we'll see if he And, adds- and he's playing with, with uh, uh, not Jameis. Is that my wide receiver or is that the opposing team, Winston? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll face some elite cornerbacks this year instead of the second option. And uh, we'll see if he can still produce. Because if you say he's better, then that means he's going to face the number ones. Speaking of number ones, this is a professional podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Coming in at number 33 is the second highest ranked cornerback on our list. Absolute stud himself. Added value of 18. A little lower pro football focus grade because he was asked to do so much one-on-one play at 764 None other than Buffalo Bills, Tredavious White. He just got paid. Man, I'm a big fan of Tredavious White. I think he's a fantastic cornerback. And if not for uh, Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White would be the best cornerback in the league right now. He had six interceptions, which was tied for cornerbacks. And I believe that was most among secondary players. And uh, he had 17 passes defensed, two forced fumbles, one sack as a cornerback, 58 combined tackles, and 48 solo tackles. I mean, I, you just those stats alone should tell you what this man provides to that team. He's completely shuts down one side of the field, and Sean McDermott has to be ecstatic to have him as his player. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, he's that anchor of the secondary and Sean McDermott, the kind of, the, the guy that you don't have to really worry about in the secondary, uh, for the Buffalo Bills and a huge part of, uh, of the defense there in Buffalo. Moving on to a guy. Oh, keep go. Oh, no. He's, he's so good. He's going to get Leslie Frazier a head coaching job soon. That's right. Yeah. Again. Moving, moving from a guy in Tredavious White who is a, defensive player in Buffalo, a, guy, a, a great defensive player in Buffalo, to a guy that revitalized the defense in Pittsburgh. That's obviously Minka Fitzpatrick I'm talking about, the all-around great safety. Made his first all-pro team last year after being traded from the Dolphins in week two, week three, excuse me. Traded by the, traded by the Dolphins to Pittsburgh in week three. We're considering, a, we're considering him a a Steeler for this because he played most of the year with uh, the Steelers. He had uh, 
five interceptions last year that was tied for the lead uh or it was tied for second among defensive backs two touchdowns nine passes defended one forced fumble 57 tackles and more than that was his impact that he had on the Steelers defense completely revitalized it in this year's expanded playoffs the Steelers would have been in the playoffs with a uh with an with, with uh, semi-professionals at quarterback let's say that um, <laughs> he, he and and the main and they all uh, the baltimore ravens of 2000 mika fitzpatrick almost single-handedly well almost single-handedly was one of the reasons that pittsburgh that defense was one of the reasons pittsburgh had a good shot it came down to the last game to determine whether they were going to get in the playoffs or not yeah, he uh, was instrumental in helping that team overachieve at eight and eight, which is such a weird sentence to say for a five hundred record. But yeah. he completely transformed that defense into one of the top three units in the league. Um, yeah, and him and uh, f- one of his fellow uh, fellow teammates, who's going to be named here shortly, are pretty instrumental on why that team was as good as it was. So coming in at number 31, it was actually uh, Chris Godwin's teammate. Uh, as aforementioned by OJ Howard, <laughs> the one and only the single greatest tight end in NFL history. So uh, it's his teammate, Mike Evans, uh, as Nick ta- alluded to him and I had a discussion about who was better between Godwin and Evans and uh, obviously Evans won out as he faces the primary cornerbacks on other teams. And he also draws the double coverage, which allows Chris Godwin to kind of operate as loosely as he did. Right. So Evans had an 85.7 pro football focus grade and a pro football rep, uh, reference added value of nine. He had 67 catches for 1,157 yards and eight touchdowns. He had a 17.3 yards per reception, which puts him third amongst all wide receivers. And he averaged 89 yards per game. Uh, missed a little time, so it's probably why he's a little lower on this list than he's probably accustomed to. But Mike Evans is an absolute stud who needs no introduction and now plays with GOAT quarterback Tom freaking Brady. Tom freaking Brady. Let's see what happens. He's he's actually has a hurt hamstring right now. So oh no, yeah. So maybe Chris Godwin Chris Godwin will be uh, number one wide receiver this year. <laughs> maybe maybe Chris Godwin leaps Ho- in next year's rankings. Hopefully he doesn't turn out like Juju Smith Schuster. <laughs> so Jermaine, because he's a professional podcast host, set me up beautifully with this number thirty. Mika Mika Fitzpatrick's co-worker, co-defensive mate, Cameron Hayward. Now, the highest paid defensive player over the age of 30. And second team All-Pro. Last year was his second team, was his second All-Pro team that he's made. I mean, what can you say about this man? Added value, the highest added value of any defensive lineman was 17. The second highest uh, PFF uh, grade uh, next to Aaron Donald. Uh, he had two or he had six pass defended at leads, all defensive linemen, one forced fumble, nine sacks, 83 
tackles. 11 tackles for a loss and 23 QB hits. 83 tackles for a defensive end. Who or sorry for a defensive tackle, right? That is that's that's line that's getting up into the linebacker territory. The next closest defensive end to him, or the next closest defensive player to him, Jermaine, had 70 combined tackles. And that's Daniil Hunter in Minnesota. I I mean, Cameron Hayward, you can't really say I mean, he's been balling out for so long that it, it almost feels it almost feels like you need to put him higher. But there's just so many people that are better than him in terms of athletes and producers. But he has been on this list pretty much uh, for for the last four years uh, around the same rank that we've put him on. So, yeah, uh, Cameron Hayward. <laughs> I was actually hoping that he didn't resign with the Steelers because him and Cameron Jordan are always texting. And I was just like, mm-hmm. man, if we had two Camerons just attacking from the edge in New Orleans, that'd be so fun to just hear. And Cameron Hayward with the sack. I mean, uh, I would have loved it. But congratulations on him getting paid. And he's going to go into, most likely, he's probably, it keeps it up. He's going to go into the Steelers' uh, ring of fame. And, uh, I mean, if he keeps it up, he has a shot at the Hall of Fame. So... Coming in at number 29 is another – oh, does he defensive lineman, right? Yep, yep defensive lineman. So he's uh, he's broke my heart because I had picked him <laughs> the preseason of 2019 to be the defensive player of the year. And he decided to go uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and smash people in the head with helmets. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. None other than Cleveland's Brown, Cleveland Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett. He had a pro football focus grade of 86.5 despite missing the last six games of the season. <laughs> Two forced fumbles, 10 sacks, 29 combined tackles, 20 solo, 11 tackles for loss, and 18 quarterback hits. Oh, man. He was on pace to, to – to lead the league in sacks, but so woefully I'm going to double down and pick him again for this year in 2020. <laughs> he will be the defense player of the year. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Real original take now. <laughs> That's right. So that was miles Garrett at number 29. Number 28 was actually last year's uh, defensive rookie of the year in the NFL and two time uh, NFC player of the week and a player of the month in uh, October for the NFC. He had, he was fifth in the NFL in tackles for loss and just got a nice new contract extension from his team. That's obviously San Francisco 49ers defensive end edge rusher, Nick Bosa. Now, Nick Bosa, he obviously did not, he did not get a contract. Joey Bosa got the contract. In 2019, they signed him. I mean, he got a contract extension. No, Nick Bosa was just drafted. He's a rookie. Oh, never mind. Well, he got a contract. There you go. That's good. (laughs) Um, Last year, obviously, one interception, two passes defended, one forced fumble, nine sacks, 47 combined tackles, 25 QB hits, and 16 tackles for a loss. That's 16 tackles for a loss. Uh, I already said uh, fifth in the NFL this man's a monster. If not for his, uh, if not for his awesome brother, he would be known as the 
uh, best Bosa in the league. However, his brother is a little bit better, unfortunately. But still, he's a freak. And kudos to that. Uh, kudos to Mama Bosa and Father Bosa for for having uh, such a nice stock of pass rushers available, a stable of pass rushers, if you will. <laughs> I mean, Joey Bosa's better this year. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll see, Who knows? What, we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, Nick Bosa's younger, and Joey's keeps saying that he's more athletic. That's that's right. So coming in at number 27, uh, almost done with the t- – Almost done with the remainder of the top 70, uh, back 75. We've got another running back in Nick Chubb. So Nick Chubb was actually on pace to lead the league in rushing last year and probably would have shattered it with closer to 1,600, 1,700 yards if not for one Kareem Hunt returning from suspension. Nick Chubb had the highest pro football focus grade of all running backs last year. He had 12 added value tied for third amongst all running backs with uh, four or five other guys. He had, he had 298 totes for 1,494 yards, eight touchdowns and a whopping five yards per carry that to, for context, that means every two totes was a first down. You could have just turned it around and kept handing it to Nick Chubb, and he would have got you to the end zone in 20 carries. He would have scored a touchdown every 20 carries. But because the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns, and Freddie Kitchens is – They should have done that, yeah. (laughs) They did not do that. So he ended up with 93.4 yards per game, second to none other than Derrick Henry. He had 36 catches for 278 yards. I mean, not only did he carry the ball 298 yards for six shy of 1,500 rushing yards, he also had almost 300 passing yards. I mean, what can't this man do? He was the third best running back last year behind two others who had monster seasons and monster playoff runs. And it's not going to get any better for AFC North defenses because they got Kevin Stefanski, uh, who, as we know, loves to hand the rock, rock to his running backs and tell everybody else to get out of the way. Yep. So you're going to see a high dosage of Chubb. So we started. We started a high, a high Chubb, a high Chubb alert, a Chubb alert. <laughs> So we started at number 50 with Keenan Allen. We've worked all the way down to our last pick of part three of Nick and Jermaine's NFL top 100 mini series, four part mini series. The last person in part three is obviously number 26, Chandler Jones of the Arizona Cardinals. Jermaine, why do I feel like everybody disrespects Chandler Jones? He's the most underrated player in all of professional football. The most underrated player. I agree with you. Even Pro Football Focus rated him as an 86. That's outside, really, the elite tier of outside linebackers. He had five pass defended, eight forced fumbles, 19 sacks, and 53 tackles with 26 quarterback hits and 11 tackles for a loss. He was an all-pro last year. He was a two-time player of the week, 
one-time player of the month. His forced fumbles led the NFL. His sacks were second in the NFL by half a sack. What can't this man do? Get get you a man that can do everything, and that's Chandler Jones for me. Yeah, uh, I love Chandler Jones. All he does is hit quarterbacks and hit them hard. <laughs> it's great to watch. He just plays on a criminally putrid Arizona Cardinals defense that hopefully with the addition of Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker coming into form, Patrick Peterson still there, that they can finally get some semblance of a unit and 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 get this man some notoriety. 19 sacks and nobody talks about him. Here's to helping. 19 sacks. I mean, the NFL is so deep right now that if we tried our damnedest to get him into the top 25 and just couldn't because uh, there was uh, clearly 25 better players. It's just, man, 19 sacks. The dude just delivers year in, year out, doesn't make much noise. Uh, for some reason, get Chandler Jones noticed. I'm, I think that's going to be my new hashtag movement this year. Get Chandler Jones noticed. Let's see if we can do it. And that brings us to the conclusion of part three of obviously the NFL top 100 stay stay tuned for part four hopefully your nfl season is going great your team's winning your fantasy team's winning your rivals are losing and they're losing badly like 28 to 3 badly and uh what else you got jermaine yeah a so trivia question so yeah thanks for tuning in for part three hopefully your teams are losing badly your fantasy teams are losing poorly, and your rivals are winning dramatic fashion. Like 28 to 3. Like 28 to 3. <laughs> so today's trivia question was, how many times has a non-quarterback been named the number one player on the NFL Top 100 list? Bonus, name those players. So the number of times it's happened is 3 out of 10. And those three players going in most recent order is Aaron Donald in 2019, J.J. Watt in 2015, and Adrian Peterson in 2013. I was actually pretty surprised by that Adrian Peterson one. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a shock. Like when you told me, I was just like, well, yeah, it makes sense. That was the year that he set the record, but yep. still, <laughs> but still I was not because we don't like GMs don't value running backs, you know, so they don't get paid despite us talking about their receptions and their rushes. And then yeah. to, to see him he get was, number uh, one, he was MVP in that season. He had 23, uh, 2300 yards from scrimmage that year. <laughs> that's wild dude that's insane uh, he's still going he's about to go get this he's a thousand yards behind barry sanders right now uh-huh and he's in a detroit lions powder blue and silver uniform right now how crazy Fitting. would Fitting. it be if adrian peterson takes that job from carry on johnson and deandre swift and ends up rushing for a thousand yards with the lions and the Detroit lions win the super bowl. 
And not only does he pass Barry, but he passes Barry in number of Super Bowls. <laughs> Dude, this yeah. <laughs> the best running back in Lions history is a Vikings. Is <laughs> a Vikings player. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love well, the best quarter, Well, the best quarterback in Vikings history is a former Green Bay Packers. So. I know it cracks me up. It's the funniest thing to tell Vikings fans. It hurts. You see the hurt in their eyes every time you say it. It's great. <laughs> that's right. Well, I think that's. I think that's a natural end. You can hear Jermaine and I banter on a on on a normal podcast day, but. Uh, stay tuned for part four. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to uh, to part one and part two. This has been part three of Nick and Jermaine's NFL Top 100. Les trois. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Smith has still not been named. That means he can hit the top 25. Stay you, already reveal, you already revealed that he, that he isn't in this list earlier. <laughs> yeah, but people don't pay attention to me. That's right. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.